Hi there, and welcome to the next episode of Tending the Vine. My name's Camille, and I'm from Trellis Counseling, and I am looking forward to continuing to explore emotions together with you so that we can have more of an understanding of the approaches to emotion that influence our way of thinking, as well as looking at what it is that God calls us to do with our emotions and how we grow in worshipping him through our emotions. Um, we, In our last episode, we looked at emotions and we started to just see how complex and hard they are to understand and also just how messy emotions can get. But we also hopefully got to a point where we can understand that emotions reflect what we value and what we love. And we had that definition from Alistair Groves that says emotions are our loves, both the good and the bad things that we love. Um, So today we're going to continue to look at the more, um, say, general, typical approaches to emotions and dealing with them. And then look at the third approach that the Bible has to offer for us. So when it comes to the influences of how we think about emotions that we find in the world, you tend to sort of fall one way towards emotions are everything and the other way towards emotions are nothing. Um, So we look at emotions are everything that's sort of that we are defined by our emotions. We are defined by what we feel and what we feel controls everything that we do. And I think this is something that's quite common in um, the world around us in that we see people who are really led by their emotions. Um, Their emotions sort of dictate what they do and where they go. And also it's something that's woven into a lot of arguments. You think, for example, of the argument for same-sex marriage. You know, Love is love, which is a very emotional argument. And Therefore, it's sort of explaining that you can just go with your emotions and there's no consequences. And this is not just something that you find in the church only. Um, I mean, only outside of the church, you also find it in the church. Um, And potentially more in more sort of less reformed circles, you would find it in the sense of, Everyone has to be feeling everything for God and you have to be sold out and completely committed to him. And um, and that's something that comes through in in the way the, you know, some people worship in in their worship services and it's very intense music and everyone has to be intensely engaging with what's happening. Um, and, and then within that as well, that comes into the energy and the emotion that's put into the different ways people serve. And then the other side of the spectrum is that more emotions are nothing. So very stoic, stoicism, um, that you should not be listening to your emotions, you should not pay attention to your emotions, but sort of squash them down, squash them away. Um, and secularly, the mindfulness movement is, or some areas of the mindfulness movement is a bit of a reflection of this in that you you don't pay attention to your emotions, you sort of just dismiss them 
and don't don't let them be influenced by anything but and this is also something that I think we do see a lot in reformed circles um, that you don't pay attention to your emotions that you um, squish them all away and keep a stiff upper lip as you go about no matter what you experience you get up and you keep going um, because your emotions are not significant um, and we tend to fall one way or another in our approach to emotions based on our own emotional experiences as well as the influences around us. So those who are more emotional will tend to fall towards the understanding that emotions are everything because they are very emotional people. So they feel defined by their emotions. But then someone who, who is not very emotional will not feel that way. Um, but they will feel more stoic in their approach. And and sometimes if we are at one point, we can look at the other, we can feel like that is how you should approach emotions and that is right in, and look at the other approach and think, no, that is wrong. But both of them have some value. Um, you know, there is value into not letting your emotions control you, which is in that very stoic approach. But there is also a recognition that your emotions are a reflection of things that are going on inside of you in the emotions are everything approach um so as we get to know things more like we have to learn that the bible says something deeper and something much greater about our emotions than just that these two different approaches that i've explained um but before I talk about that, I also want to point out that regardless of which approach we sort of fall towards, as Christians, both of these approaches tend to give us this understanding that we shouldn't feel negative emotions or that these like feeling negative emotions is a a sign that we're sort of a bad Christian or we don't have very good faith or we're not trusting in the sovereignty of God in experiencing these bad emotions or these negative emotions. Um, you know, if it doesn't matter on which end of the spectrum that we fall on, but we we sort of think that if we are feeling sad or grieving over something or distressed about something that, we're not trusting in the sovereignty of God in that moment. And it's not necessarily something we would ever say to someone or even explicitly say to ourselves, but it's something that we can think about. And the Bible also does have warnings against anger. It does, it does encourage us and command us to not be anxious and not be afraid and to trust in God. So these this understanding does have some roots in scripture, um, but we also, I think, perhaps have taken them a little bit, those passages or that understanding a little bit out of context in a way. Um, and then when somebody is going through something very deeply distressing or when someone is very uh, very anxious about something or whatever we um 
focus on the sovereignty of God in the situation and how God is in control of it all and all things work for the good of those who serve him without also acknowledging the very real reality of these experiences people these people are experiencing um, and I'm, I think maybe a lot of you can think of times where a well-meaning person has perhaps quoted Romans eight twenty eight to you when you're going through something difficult and it hasn't been helpful but then in doing that they've kind of implied to you um, that your experience isn't isn't a good experience or or that you are you know not a very good Christian Um, even if they didn't mean that and even if they don't think that sort of just very subtly implied through that Um, and this is not it's not right but and the Bible does teach us a better way but I'm not here to just talk about negative emotions um, and I would really encourage you to have a listen to the CCEF podcast. Um, Alistair Groves in there, he has two episodes on on negative emotions where he explains this a whole lot better than I am. And he really is taking the time to look at how we feel about feeling bad and how we can feel bad about feeling bad. And then, um, you know, looking at that and reorienting that through from a scriptural perspective and I'll put the link for that in um, the description of of this episode so that you can go have a listen to them because it's definitely worth worth your time Um, so the bible does teach us something much greater when it comes to to our emotions Um, And it gives us examples of how we can be acknowledging and rejoicing in the sovereignty of God while also grieving, Um, which is something intention and some like that is intention with itself. And is something that can be hard to understand because, you know, there's, there's these two very different experiences happening at the same time. But that's what the Bible gives us to offer. And, and it really shows us that that's what it means to be a Christian. We read the Psalms. The Psalms are filled with, with Psalms of the major key and of the minor key. And Psalms are full of joy and others of sorrow and distress. And, and they're, they're there together. Sometimes both emotions are in the same Psalm. And it really shows us how what it, how it means to be a child of God who is living with this incredible joy at the work of God and incredible joy at the things that he is doing and his beauty and his glory but also this deep distress and pain and sorrow at all of the things that are wrong in this world um, so as Christians we sing in the major key and the minor key. We have joy at the work God is doing. And we also have sorrow at the impact of, of living as, as broken people you know, in a world that has gone wrong. And we, we experience the good emotions and the bad emotions or the negative emotions all together, all at the same time. It's, we have this sorrow and joy sometimes really mixed together. Um, I think 
a really good example of that is is a funeral where you have this joy because uh, this person has left you to go to heaven to be with God so there's this rejoicing because they're suffering especially if it's somebody who's gone through this journey of suffering intense suffering there's this joy that that part of their journey is gone but at the same time death is wrong and there's a hole in your lives and you are grieving and you are sad and it's this sorrow and this joy just just really intermingled together and um that's just two of the emotions but there's so many more and they are all intermingled as you as we live our lives before the face of God and as we continue to grow and as God continues to restore us and restore our emotions we're going to have this intermingling that's going to grow to be more like God's intermingling of joy and sorrow but it's still always there Um, So what do we do with these emotions? What does the Bible tell us to do with these emotions? Um, Definitely doesn't tell us to squash them away. And it doesn't tell us to be led by them or defined by them. Instead, the Bible tells us to bring our emotions before God. Um, The Psalms, again, are, are a beautiful example of that, of telling God about your emotions In our last episode, we talked about how our emotions drive us to worship and how our emotions make our worship alive. And um, when we are feeling emotions, God wants us to bring those emotions to him. He wants us to cast our anxieties on him, to fall at his feet in in our sadness and in our distress and also to lift up our hands in in praise of him for the good and the gracious things that he has shown us and he wants every single emotion that we have to be brought to him and this also comes to the emotions that aren't really in line with what he's commanded us to feel the emotions that might be expressions of bitterness or of jealousy or of joy at the wrong things Um, God also wants us to bring those emotions before him and in in repentance as well Um, now this book Untangling Emotions by Alistair Groves and Winston Smith really really great book that talks about a lot of the things that I've just touched on in much better detail than me um, but they speak about engaging our emotions as a and they sort of go through step-by-step way that we can engage our emotions and bring them before God and this starts with with identifying our emotions it starts with just just noticing that we're feeling um, sometimes sometimes that's a really big step on the way to it because we can be so busy with our lives or so busy escaping our emotions that we um, we don't actually pay attention to the fact we're feeling. But then once, once we're feeling, we can move on to sort of why am I feeling what I'm feeling? What's going on? What's happening in my life? What's happening in my heart? That means I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Um, and it's just tracing the emotion back to its source. 
Now, sometimes we can be feeling lots of different things at once and it's kind of impossible to trace every single emotion back to every single source. But it, you know, t- taking one emotion and, you know, following it back to, to what's going on and understanding it. And then from there, once you've traced it back to, okay, this is the reason I'm feeling this way, you can then examine that in more detail and sort of look at, okay, I'm feeling this way. Is this the right way to be feeling it? Am I, am I doing the right thing? You know, is, is this a good love in my heart or do I need to repent of this love? And then the final step is act. So we act out of our emotion and that is perhaps continuing with what we were doing or it is bringing that emotion before God, whatever the source of it, or it's repenting of those loves we've identified. Um, But whatever it is, it's taking the time to examine that and then act out of that. And that is what this book speaks about when it comes to engaging our emotions. Um, Now, sometimes we leap from or we get to the act before we've even realized we're feeling Um, And sometimes that's okay. Sometimes that's necessary because our emotions do drive us to action. Um, But other times we can be very impulsive in our emotions. So sometimes perhaps anger. Anger is a very fast emotion that drives us to action really quickly. Sometimes anger means we defend someone rightly. And other times anger means we attack someone very wrongly. Um... But it's something that, you know, we're at the act before we're looking at the rest. And it's taking the time to slow down and to recognize what's going on. And I am not encouraging endless introspection, examining every single one of your emotions because you'll never get to any sort of action. Um, And it's more just... You know, taking the time to be aware of the emotions you're feeling, be aware of why you're feeling these emotions, because as you do that, that is when God is going to be working in the midst of that. That's when God's going to use the way we reflect on our emotions to restore our emotions to be more like what he's commanding us to feel. And he, through that, we are going to continue to grow in, in loving God with our whole heart and soul and mind and grow in loving our neighbor as God has commanded us to and, and to, to put our neighbor first and to be really self-sacrificial in our love for our neighbor. And it's through this engaging of our emotions and bringing them before God that we will be refined in this. Um, Now that is all for today's episode. As we move on to our next episode, I'm going to actually look at this engaging emotions, a little bit more specifically looking at the emotion of anxiety. So stick around for that. Mm